Gandhi said in a quote, your beliefs becomes your thoughts. Your thoughts, they become your words. Your words become your actions. Your actions become your habits. Your habits become your values. Your values become your destiny. Today I want to talk about habits. The quote says your habits becomes your values. And habits, they are like systems. They are things you do every day repeatedly and it becomes something that you've mastered. It becomes something that you do effortlessly without even thinking about it. Now, we all know it's good to form good habits, but do we? Habits are what defines our value and eventually our destiny. Have you ever heard the time that you're, you are the architect of your own life? I think it boils down to the choices we make and the habits we form. And today I want to touch on finances. You see, the habit of spending is something that can define our destiny in life. I know that there might be a miracle tomorrow, so much so that you will become a millionaire, right? I know that your business is booming, and instead of putting that $100 a month away, you could put it to work in a way that the 100 will become 200 by the end of the month. But the problem is there are risks and you are not forming a good habit. The habit most people are forming today are the habit of, okay, this is my priority and whatever money comes to my hands, I'm putting it on this project and that's it. When we put aside some percentage of our earnings in our storehouse whether for you is five percent ten percent twenty percent it becomes an habit so it's not a matter of the amount today it is the habit that we are forming if you want to be somebody who has a storehouse then you should begin the habit of putting some part of your earnings, of your blessing into a storehouse. The storehouse here on earth and a storehouse in heaven. The Bible talking about keeping up a, a treasure where the moth cannot heat it up, which is in heaven, which is your given. And he also talk about God commanding his blessing upon our storehouses. The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 28 that it will bless our storehouses. That means that God wants us to have storehouses. He wants you to have a place where you store things. Even though in the concept then, he was talking to farmers. Farmers understood the concept of storehouse. When they harvest, they put some portion aside into the storehouse to reharvest, to replant, and also for the days when there will be no harvest. 
You know, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes that to everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. So I believe that it's not a matter of if you need it. It's a matter of when you will need it. Because life is in seasons. There might be a season that you will need that resource that you've kept away. And for those that did not save anything, what a doom. What a running around they will have to do. What a disappointment they will have to face and say, God did not treat me well. Well, God has stated in his word that there are seasons. And it's our responsibility to prepare for the seasons by putting things away in storehouses. There's a system I know of that helps you put things away in storehouses. It's savings. And not every savings are equal. I know a savings system that you can put money in just like you're paying bills every month. And the money grows. It's like you have your company where you put in some money into and some team of people are working for you on a daily basis. Every day the money grows. And whenever you have to, it's there for you. Whenever you have a, a situation that requires you to run quickly and take care of some opportunities or take care of some emergency, you can go there and get the money with no question asked. Plus, in case you suddenly pass away, you do not leave your family to run around begging for money or asking for donations. At least there's something to take care of your burial. It's so unwise for Christians these days to have no savings. You know, even though you may have assets, it will be hard to sell assets within three to five days when your family will need a fund. You need liquid assets that people can have access to when they need it. It's a responsibility you have to do for your family. And we believe in long life. It even gets better when you live long. The money does not only increase, it multiplies the longer you live. Isn't that cool? That is a system that God has given some people wisdom to put in place for us. Why wouldn't we take advantage of the system and just get used to it? Let your children get used to savings. Let's not get used to spending all that we have. It's a system that saves. S-A-V-E. It saves us from trouble. It gives us peace of mind. You're able to sleep well at night. The system I'm talking about is not the type that you put money under your mattress. The money you put under your mattress can only depreciate. It can never appreciate. But there are places where you can place money so that it can move. Money should be in motion. And as it gets in motion, it increases. 
When money is tied down, more than likely the value reduces. Remember the story of the parable of the talents, those that God gave talents. There was one that had one talent and he buried the talent. I believe he's not only talking about our gifts, it's also talking in terms of money because Jesus said that when you knew that you don't need it, why didn't you put it in a bank to earn interest? So we believe he's talking about finances or some form of asset. And the principle God is teaching there is that finances and assets and money are not supposed to be tied down. You bought a land. You bought a land and you just left it there. Open they will appreciate. Lands don't appreciate that much. Unless there's a mighty miracle that happened around the area and then you you are betting on okay there's gonna be advancement in this area and the value will skyrocket. That only happens once in a while. And what if it doesn't happen to you? Are there other things you could do with the land or with the money that will appreciate better? The principle that Jesus taught is that don't tie down your talent. Don't tie down your money. Let it move. Let it multiply. Because God even gave more to the people that gave talent and they multiplied it by his return. Where is your talent? Are you multiplying it? You see, whatever you're earning right now, whether you are earning it in form of pocket money or you're earning it from your job, no matter how little, you see, that is your asset for now. How are you managing it? Are you putting a portion into storehouse? Joseph, remember the story of Joseph? When he interpreted the dream to the king, the solution he gave was that, yes, there's going to be famine for seven years. But God has given you grace of seven years before the famine began. What you need to do is to save 20% of what you have right now and live on 80%. Begin to get used to living on 80% because when farming come, you will not even have the 100%. So the wisdom God gave him is a wisdom that we should also use today. When you earn 100%, live on 80%. Save 20%. Well, you may say, well, farming will never come to me. Well, if it doesn't come, in seven years, it's just a matter of when. It's not a matter of if. One way I know it's a matter of when is that you are growing older. There's going to be a time that you'll not be able to run around the way you're running around. There's going to be a time that the strength will not be that much. Right? If you're doing two or three jobs right now, there's going to be a time that you'll not be able to do two or three jobs right now. Save it and not just saving it, plant it somewhere else where it will grow. 
can just leave up everything you have and claim it's not enough, it's not enough. It would never be enough. But when you save some and you put it wisely in safe investment that will make it grow, then you will always have enough. When they save 20% for seven years, they survive the next seven years. And not only did the country survive, the country was able to feed other nations. That's when the Bible says that you become a lender, not a borrower. How do you become a lender? When you have the money. When you've saved some money and you've put it where it will grow, you lend to many, you, you take their resources. Remember, they had to take assets from people to give them food. People brought their resources and Joseph was able to give them food in exchange. So when there's farming, when people are in trouble, people that didn't listen to this kind of advice of putting money away, they will come to you. You lend to them and you charge them high interest. You take more from them. That's why the Bible says that to him that has not, more will be taken away from them. That's exactly what it means. For you that said not, when you need the money, more money will even be taken from you. For, for him that kept money, more will be added. To him that kept the talent and traded with it and had more, more talent was given. So, what system, what habits are you following day in, day out that will result in a better destiny for you? Think about that. Think differently about your ways and let me know how you are saving money. Stay blessed, Oluwa Shufinga.